0: And welcome back to my podcast, Movie Theater Mom. I'm Carrie, and today we're going to be talking about another one of my favorite rom coms, Crazy Stupid Love. I worked this movie, but I honestly have no memory of working it. I do remember seeing it because I'm pretty sure that I did a double feature and saw Friends with Benefits back to back with this movie. But that's really all i remember. So we're just going to jump right into this movie. Um, I am testing out some new things today. I'm testing out a new intro, number one. And I'm also going to reiterate what I said last week, not even last week, two weeks ago, about what's coming up, just so you guys will stay in the loop of what's coming up. So let's get right into this episode as always we start out with our stars of this movie if you're new here this is what we do uh, i just spit out who's in this movie who the important people are actually i mean there's a lot of people that work on a lot of movies and i can't name them all so i'm going to name just the highlights of this movie um our main stars are steve carell he plays cal julian moore plays emily ryan gosling plays jacob emma stone plays hannah marissa tomei plays kate kevin bacon plays david lindhagen um, if anybody ever watched America's Next Top Model, I believe her name is Annalie. She this is in this movie. She plays Jessica. And then Josh freaking Groban is in this movie, and he plays Richard. And it baffles me every time I watch this movie because I always forget that he's in this movie because he plays a very minor role, but he's in it enough that I need to tell you that he's in it. I do also talk about soundtracks for these movies. Um, This one is no different. I do love it. It is your typical rom-com soundtrack. We got some John Legend in there, and also they throw in some dirty dancing, which every woman can appreciate. So we're just going to jump right into the actual movie, though, because I've told you who's in it, and I've told you what I think about the music. So now let's talk about this lovely movie, Crazy Stupid Love. I'm going to be totally honest, my notes for this movie are a hot mess, so excuse me for jumping around, because that's probably what's going to happen. We do start off this movie. It's kind of terrible, but it's also kind of funny, and it also reminds me of the movie Date Night, which Steve Carell is also in with Tina Fey, which I also love that movie too. But, you know, you pan the room and it's all these shoes and it's all these people that are on dates and you can tell that they're just being really affectionate with each other and they're playing footsies underneath the table and all this and that. And then you get to Cal and Emily on their date and he's wearing his New Balance sneakers and she's wearing not even heels. Like it's those heels that you wear to be comfortable. And they're talking about how he's just so full from eating all that bread and he should've not eaten so much at dinner and then he asked her if she wants to split a dessert and she said i just can't decide what i want and he goes well why don't we say it on three he goes one two three and she says i want a divorce at the same time he says creme brulee and it's totally awkward because everybody in the restaurant can hear them so already we're starting out this movie with just a gut-wrenching blow by our two main characters that because they're the only people we know getting a divorce And then we cut to their house where we see the babysitter with who we presume is one of their kids, and she's a little younger, and then we also see that they have a teenage son, so obviously they've been married for a long time, or it's led to believe. And then we also notice that the babysitter, who is Jessica, by the way, who's played by Anna Lee, and she is in love with Steve Carell's character, Cal. So awkward and it gets even more awkward when you find out that Robbie which is their teenage son has a crush on Jessica so it's just a big mess and we'll get into how I feel about the Jessica and Robbie storyline later but they're it's problematic is what it is and that's just the start but we cut back to Emily and Cal and they're driving home from dinner and Emily is just sitting there rambling because Cal's not saying anything to her because what is he supposed to say, in all honesty? And she's like, we just haven't been us for a really long time. And she goes, if I'm going to be totally honest, I slept with somebody. She goes, David Lynn Hagen, I work with him. And he's like, you've got to stop talking or I'm going to get out of the car. And he does. In a moving vehicle, he jumps out onto the road. And she stops and she's like, oh my God. And he's like, I'll sign whatever you want. I'll move out, whatever. Just please stop talking about it. And she's like, okay. And I just feel so terrible for him because that's a lot of information to process. Number 1, your wife wants a divorce. Number 2, she tells you that she slept with somebody. Number 3, she tells you the name of the man that she slept with. All in the span of I would assume 30 minutes. It's a lot for a poor man to take. And then they come home and they are greeted by the babysitter and she knows says that Cow looks a little disheveled and he's like, "Well, Mrs. Weaver said she wanted a divorce and so I jumped out of a car, not knowing that Robbie was in the same room and he's like, you're getting a divorce and you jumped out of a car? Also a lot of information for a, I think he's supposed to be 14, 13 or 14 year old to take in. And and then Cal's like, I'll just drive the babysitter home. I think he just really wanted out of the whole situation, honestly, just to take a breather. Then we cut to Emma Stone's character, Hannah, and she's talking with her best friend who I cannot remember her name. Um, that she wants to have Conan O'Brien's babies. That's that's how we meet Emma Stone's character. She wants to bang Conan O'Brien. <laughs> but um, I do want to point out in this movie, I do love all the cutscenes that we have, like how we meet each character. And it kind of reminds me a lot of the Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, Mother's Day movies, like how, you know, you meet all these people in such a specific way and it all ties in to the end. That movie kind of does this and I... Appreciate it a whole lot more in this movie than I do in those movies. Not that I don't like those movies. They are definitely silly little movies and they're cute, but they're also really stupid and no one can tell me otherwise. It's just the facts. But, anyways, Emma Stone's character. We meet her, she's at a bar, and this is also where we meet Ryan Gosling's character too. He's in the same bar and we kind of get the idea. No, we don't get the idea. We know that he's a playboy. He. he's not a douche. I don't know if that's a proper term for him. He's just, he picks up a lot of women. He goes up to women. He's like, Hey, let's go home. You you know, did, did you do a lot of drinking? I'll drive. It's fine. And she rebuffs his affections and is not interested, but her friend is, and it's hilarious. But I mean, she just kind of blows him off. She's like, I'm gonna go study for my bar. I'm going to be a lawyer. Peace out, dude from the bar and then Cal ends up at the same bar where he sees Jacob. They don't meet just yet, but he sees him and he sees how he sees how he's he sees how he interacts with all these women at the bar and he's I think not enamored, he's intrigued. He is intrigued by how he acts with all these women at the bar because we find out later that He's only been with Emily. I mean, they met in high school and they got pregnant really young and then got married and bada bing, bada boom. You are married for, I think they said like 30 something years. So, you know, not a whole lot of time to date if you meet in high school and have a kid really young and also get married. I mean, it kind of cuts out the middle part of everything. We cut back to Cal is moving out of the house now. And he's just really stressed about his yard. He doesn't think Emily's gonna take care of it very well and that it's gonna basically just shrivel up and die. And she, again, is just rambling on and on about stuff and how she just feels like they lost each other. And then she's like, you know, when I told you I had to work late the other day, I lied. I went to go see the new Twilight movie by myself. And I don't know why I did that. It was so bad. And, you know you're in the day where twilight was super popular so that was a very good comedic line still kind of holds up to this day but she is still just like talking and talking and talking and then she asks him if she wants if he wants her to back the u-haul out because he has trouble in reverse And he goes no i think i got it and basically he's just sitting there and he's like he kind of makes her feel like a shitty person because she cheated and i don't blame him but also like I don't know. He just wasn't being very receptive of what she was saying. Not that he absolutely has to be because he's the one getting hurt in this situation, but he's just like completely ignoring everything she says to him. And then he leaves and he moves into this new apartment. And he says that when he's all set up, the the kids can come see him. And that's really their whole interaction. And then he leaves, but he doesn't have a problem with telling everybody at the bar that we saw ryan gosling's character and emma stone's character in earlier about everything that's going on in his life about how his wife is having an affair and how he had to move out of the house that he's getting a divorce and all this and that he's just telling his whole business to everybody but at this same bar is where jessica's dad ends up meeting him apparently they're really good friends obviously because jessica babysits for them and he informs him that they can't be friends anymore because his wife said that they have to choose Emily in this breakup, basically, and gives him a gift, a breakup gift of cologne. And I don't know if grown men do that. I don't think that's a thing, but apparently in this movie it is. This is where he gets really sad and then he really gets drunk and really just won't shut up about David Lynn Hagen banging his wife. And this is when Jacob, Ryan Gosling's character, decides to introduce himself and... He tells him that he's going to help him rediscover his manhood because he says, Hey, I know that your wife's having an affair with David Lindhagen. How would I know that? How would I know something so intimate about your life? He goes, it's because you won't shut up about it. He goes, everybody in this bar knows about it. He goes, I'm going to help you get back out there. (laughs) And they kind of have a, you know, your total makeover montage, like, She's all that kind of like, oh, you take off the glasses and it's a super pretty girl. We have that coming up. But before we have that moment, we cut back to Hannah, who is dating Josh Groban in this movie. And he's terrible, he's very annoying. And she thinks that he's going to propose after she passes the bar because he says, After my girl passes the bar, we're going to come back here and we're going to have a big party because it's going to be a really special night. And she takes that cue as, oh, he's going to propose. Which most women, if you've been in a relationship with them for a long time, would take that as that's what's going to happen. Her friend is not thrilled. Her friend thinks that she can do way better. And she thinks that Hannah is settling. And Hannah kind of agrees. But also, she also thinks that there's really nobody else out there for her that will understand her. So, she just dates Joss Groban and his annoying self. So then we're going to cut to the makeover scene. We meet in a mall and Ryan Gosling is eating pizza all seductively and slow motion-y and it's weird. And he throws Cal's shoes away because he's wearing some New Balance sneakers and he says that he's not allowed to wear New Balance sneakers unless he is Steve Jobs. And I don't know if that is a dig at Steve Jobs. I, I, I don't know. No, very little about Steve Jobs. All I know about Steve Jobs is that I buy his products because they're great, but they go and they buy new jeans and you know, you have the meme of Cal ripping open his wallet and it's Velcro and Ryan Gosling is very much offended. And then you have the full reveal that he is an actually very good looking man and that women do want to date him. And so they decide to teach him they meeting Ryan Gosling decides to teach him how to pick up women in a bar and it's very terribly like he doesn't let the woman talk about anything that she's interested in if they start to tell anything about their life they say it's boring that's not a good story tell me something different and it's just really terrible and I also noticed on one of my this last time that I rewatched it that one of the girls that he picks up is Allison from Teen Wolf and I'm also re-watching Teen Wolf right now so <laughs> it was a nice little full circle, full circle moment in my life. I apologize for how much of a hot mess this episode is. I warned y'all in advance that it was a hot mess but when he's trying to teach him to pick up women that's when we find out that he's only been with Emily ever and he is very nervous to even go talk to a woman to flirt with her and that's when Jacob's like oh I'll show you And he basically just sits there in the background and kind of watches Jacob pick up all these random women and take them home every single night. Robbie, on the other hand, is making just a big spectacle of himself at school. And apparently they're learning about the Scarlet Letter in English class. And he says that the A should stand for asshole because love is for assholes. And this book is about a bunch of stupid assholes that fell in love like assholes. (laughs) And he obviously gets in trouble, as one kid would in school. Don't know how he, much he would get in trouble now, because I think, I don't, I don't know. Haven't been in school in a long time. So, he, anyways, he gets in trouble, and his mom has to come pick him up, and then he ends up going back to work with her for a little while, and this is where he meets David Lynn Mr. Kevin Bacon, and he basically tells him to stop pursuing his mother because she's going to get back together with his dad. And it's sort of a threat, but sort of not because he's only 14 and David Lenhagen is an adult man, but he tries. So A for effort, I guess. Robbie is probably my least favorite character in this movie, along with Jessica. So maybe they should be together. I don't know. It's weird. We'll get into it here in a hot minute. But he is a very annoying character to me. And I would have much rather just dived in about his little sister because, oh, I forgot to say his little sister's baby Joey King. She was such a little, I think this was like her Ramona and Beezus time too. So she was a hot commodity, I think, in the little kid department. But also I think her character in this movie is only supposed to be like 10. So we can't really do a deep dive with that. So I guess we have to go with the creepy 13 year old, but I'm going to get into it later. I promise we're going to stop right now. We're going to go back to Cal who is at the bar and Jacob decides that he's ready to pick up a woman. And they see one and it's Miss Marissa Tomei. And she's sitting there all by herself and Cal goes and flirts with her. And it goes terribly because he tries to buy her a drink. And then we find out that she's like five years sober, I think is what she says. And then he tries Jacob's moves and they're not working. She's like, okay, you're being very vague. You're not really letting me talk about myself. Like I have no interest in this. And then he just starts spilling the tea. Like, he's like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Like, I've only been with one woman. I mean, I'm getting a divorce. She cheated on me with David Lindhagen. Like, da 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 And she likes that. She likes that he's being completely honest. So she goes home with him and sleeps with him. And then his confidence boost is just through the roof because he slept with a woman that wasn't his wife. And he starts acting like Jacob. And he starts picking up all these women. And it's just a completely different cow. All thanks to Aunt May. We go back to Jessica, who is really just wanting Cal to not see her as a 18, 17, 18-year-old. 18 so she asks this girl at school, who apparently dates older guys, what they need to do, and she's like, "Oh, just send him naked pictures." I'm like, whoa, whoa, just terrible idea. But she takes her advice, and we will get into that in a hot minute. Right now, we're going to get into the tea that Robbie then shows up at Jessica's school, which, I mean, I think it's the same school, but she's in high school versus he's in middle school, and he shows up with a Scarlet J on his chest and confessing his love to her, and she is mortified and takes him aside and is like, you've got to stop. You're making me very uncomfortable, and he just doesn't get it, I don't think, and we're gonna, we're just gonna get into it just right now because I, I just don't think I can wait any longer. Through this whole movie, she tells him how uncomfortable she he makes her and he just keeps pursuing her, pursuing her, pursuing her, and he doesn't get it. He will not stop. And it's, oh, I just want to strangle him. It's so annoying. And she doesn't make the situation any worse, any better because she has a crush on his dad. And so she's kind of not acting the same because she's not being forward with her advances but she doesn't want to even talk to Robbie about anything because she's like oh I'm in love with somebody else you're in love with his dad and that's fucking creepy it's creepy and then it just gets worse at the end and I'll get into that here in a minute but it's just very problematic this whole storyline is so problematic they're both problematic I hate them both i i wish that that whole storyline from that movie was cut because honestly it didn't serve a purpose to me it didn't but i mean analee tempton she's not a terrible actress and i'm probably saying her name wrong and that's not an issue with me i liked her a whole lot better in two night stand with miles teller and we will probably talk about that later on in later episodes, but that was a good movie if you want to watch any movie with her. That is better than this movie cuz this movie she's terrible. Her hair is also very annoying too in this show. I mean this movie. I don't know what they were trying to go for, but it wasn't working at all. And that's my rant and I'm going to be done until the end of the episode. But back to Cal and his problematic self. He is having nightmares that David Lynn Hogan is doing his yard work he's really stressed about this yard, guys. So he snakes into his own backyard to do his yard work and that comes into play later why that's important but then we go to Robbie's parent teacher conference him and Emily both go and they are very sweet to each other and they kind of you can kind of tell that they miss each other and then they ask about Nana and they're like oh it's Nana's good you know you don't know who Nana is you don't figure out who Nana is until the end But then we meet Robbie's teacher. And it is none other than Kate, the woman that he took home from the bar. And it just, we just tumble down into this big, awkward, hot mess. And then he, it just all blows up in his face. Emily finds out that he's been sleeping with all these women and she's just baffled. And he is, he doesn't even know what to do. And they have this big confrontation in front of literally all the parents at the school. Like, y'all couldn't have like, I don't know, gone to your car. I don't know. I know it's all for dramatic effect. I get it. But then, of course, it starts to rain at the end, too. And it's just very dramatic. And then we cut back to Hannah. We find out that she's passed the bar. And Josh Groban's big question that he was going to ask her was if she wanted to be a permanent lawyer at his law firm. Not a proposal. I mean, I guess it's a proposal. It's a job proposal. But not the proposal she was hoping for, and she kind of has a little bit of a meltdown. Sort of, she's like, "I thought you were gonna propose." And he goes, "Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't think we were there yet. Uh, I need some time to think." She goes, "You need some time." She goes, "You know what?" She goes, "I'll, I'll think about your job offer. I'll really consider it." And she starts downing all these random people's drinks, like she's just having a full-blown meltdown, and then they break up like it is very much set in stone that they are done she leaves in a in a huff and goes to the bar and finds jacob and she kisses him in front of all these people and she goes do you still find me attractive yes do you still want to take me home yes okay let's go and then they leave they then go back to jacob's place and he makes them some old fashions and she downs both of them and says that's just really not my drink you know she's just really freaking out and she then asks him how this all goes. Like, what's his big move? And she just she just wants a full rundown. And he he goes, you're not ready for the big move. And she goes, no, you need to tell me. And he says that he works dirty dancing into the conversation. She goes, I'm sorry. And he goes, I put on the dirty dancing song. He goes, you know, the move with Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze. He goes, I can do that. He goes, so I put on the music. Girl does the move. And then they always want to have sex. And she's like, there's no way that that works. So, of course they try the move and they do it and he it's it's indicated that they're gonna have sex and they start start that process and then she gets distracted by a pillow that she's laying on she goes this pillow is so soft you can just tell that she's just not fully invent not even invested fully ready to make that commitment to sleep with him and so she's literally just trying to talk about anything else and distract from the fact that they're Gonna have sex or bang, as she says. (laughs) She says we're gonna bang, and he's like, "Do people even say bang anymore?" And she goes, "Yeah, I do. We're gonna bang," and (laughs) she's just not presenting a lot of confidence in this whole situation. But anyways, they start having an in-depth conversation, and you find out that he buys a lot from the home shopping network, and he says that he's wildly unhappy, and so he buys all these things to try and fill his happiness, and. They talk about serious stuff and you can tell that it's going to be a little bit more deeper than just a one night stand and he ends up falling asleep and she tucks him into bed and sleeps next to him and it's a real cute sweet moment and that just kind of indicates to you that they are now dating quote on i mean it's never fully like she says that he's her boyfriend but that's really your indicator right there is when they fall asleep together they're dating and it's done meanwhile this whole time that they're together that night cal is trying to call jacob to tell him that the woman that he picked up with the very first woman was robbie's teacher and he just never returns his calls he continues to call him and he never gets a call back because jacob is spending all this time with hannah but on the other end of the spectrum emily and david go on a date together and it goes really well it's really nice he buys her flowers they have a kiss like it's fine I don't know if Emily's super invested in it either, but I mean, she's, she's trying. I mean, she did sleep with this man, so might as well try and date him if you're going to break up your marriage for it. But I think it's, it's after that date or something. I can't remember. Emily ends up calling Cal and like with a fake, you know, question of how to relight the, I think the hot water heater or the boiler or something. I can't remember what it was, but it's a fake call to basically just talk to him And so you can kind of get the idea that she really thinks she made a mistake in this whole divorce, sleeping with David Lynn Hagen situation. Jessica, on the other hand, though, doesn't get the fact that what she's about to do is super stupid because she decides that she is going to take said nude photos for Cal. Not only does she take these nude photos, she puts them in an envelope with his name on them and then hides them in one of her dresser drawers. I'm like... What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, number one, why are you taking the photos? Number two, why are you putting in an envelope with his name on them? And then why are you hiding them in your room? Like if you're that committed, which you shouldn't be, just go and take them to him. It's weird, but you know, you're that committed that you're gonna take them and put it in an envelope. So obviously you're committed enough to give them to him. And those come back into play later and it's a big mess. But it does provide us with the best cinematic scene in a rom-com, in my opinion. So after that call that Emily makes to Cal, he decides that he is going to do a sweet gesture for her. And he decides that he's going to build a mini golf course in the backyard because apparently that was their first date. He took her out for ice cream and then for mini golf. So super sweet intentions that we have going on here. And Jacob, in the process of all this, calls Cal to tell him that hannah he doesn't say her name he says this girl is a game changer and he's like i'm actually going to meet her mom tonight and he's like oh my gosh she's like this is really big like you must really like this girl he's like you know what he's like just be yourself he goes it'll be fine but before we get the big reveal of the golf course and everything like that jessica's mom (laughs) finds the envelope with cal's name on it and the nude photos in her dresser drawer then proceeds to show her dad who then is enraged because he sees Cal's name on this envelope in these pictures and decides to go over to Cal's house. And then Jessica is following him because she's like, no, 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 you don't need to do anything. And her mom is like, is that pervert sexting you? And she's like, you don't understand. And I'm like, girl, this is just, this is all on her. It's all on her. In all honesty, it is. So we then cut to Cal's house And the course is a surprise, obviously, for Emily. She's blindfolded. Robbie takes her to the backyard. But before she can take her blindfold off, Hannah shows up because she says, you need to wait on your daughter. She's about to be here. And in walks Hannah. And that's what I was kind of talking about with the Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve movie type feel is that, you know, it all turns out that all these people know each other. All these people in this movie know each other number one being that Hannah is their oldest daughter that they got pregnant with in high school. And Jacob tells him that that might've been a good information for him to know. And he said, you never wanted me to talk about myself. So how was I supposed to tell you that we got pregnant at 17? And it's just, Oh my gosh, it's so bad. And then Emily's like, I'm just going to take this blindfold off. Like I, I need to know what's going on. Poor girl, poor woman has just been blindfolded for a good majority of this situation. We do find out that the Nana they were talking about is Hannah, because apparently she couldn't say Hannah when she was younger, so they all call her Nana, and that's how that all plays in. (laughs) Cal is, of course, pissed that they're dating, and he tells them that they need to break up. He's like, break up right now, and she's like, I am not going to do that. I am grown. And then all of a sudden, Bernie, who is Jessica's dad, shows up and tackles Cal, and Jacob, being the nice guy that he is, is trying to get him off of him, and he gets punched in the face, and he's hes like, I'm just trying to help here, and then Jessica shows up, and she's trying to de-escalate the situation, Well, Bernie ends up destroying this golf course and is about to, like, pummel Cal with this windmill thing that he created, and she's like, he doesn't know about the nude photos, he doesn't know that I'm in love with him, and everybody is just baffled, and... Then Robbie, of course, hears and he goes, "He's the one that you're in love with," and he's just devastated. And then Cal's devastated because he's like, "Oh my God, this girl that my son's in love with isn't in love with me," and it's just a big mess. And then all of a sudden, David shows up. David Lindhagen shows up because Emily forgot her cardigan in his car, (laughs) and he's like, "Who are you?" I think it's Jacob asks him, "Who are you?" and he's like, I'm David Lindhagen. He goes, David Lindhagen. Okay. Takes off his ring, punches David in the face. And then they all tackle each other. David tackles Jacob. Cal tackles Jacob. Bernie tackles Cal, who's tackling Jacob. And it's just like, he's like, I don't even know you and da, 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 da. And they end up having to call the cops to break it up. And everybody's like, Y'all just need to, like, keep it in the house if y'all are going to argue. Like, keep it in the... He goes, there's no reason to, to, for it to escalate this much. And everybody basically leaves in a huff. Um, David ends up leaving, and Cal's pissed at Emily because she's dating David, I guess. And so he leaves, and Robbie's pissed at Cal because Jessica's in love with him. Don't know why Robbie's pissed because Cal had no idea that's just another problematic feature of Robbie and Hannah and Jacob leave and she's pissed at Cal because of everything that he's said and done in this whole situation and it's just a big hullabaloo and Jessica and her dad leave too and a huff and he's pissed at the whole situation I don't know who he's mad at though because he's mad at Cal but he's also mad at Jessica and you shouldn't be mad at Cal because Cal didn't know anything about it but that's just my opinion But I mean, that whole scene, the way it was filmed and just the way everything went down and how it all ended, to me, it's hilarious because you just, all these people are coming together and meeting and it's, and it ends with a big old fight and it's crazy. And it just makes sense for this type of movie because this movie is crazy. All these people end up knowing each other and it just comes to a head. And I think it's a great way as a quote unquote climax for this movie because then you know you're in the downhill slope of well Cal's kids won't talk to him and Jacob is trying to get Hannah to talk to Cal and it everything's just trying to come back to where it was and finally Jacob meets Cal at the bar that they always go to and he's like I'm in love with your daughter and he and Cal's like I will not give you my blessing to be with her and he's like that's fine He goes, but you need to be there for your son because he idolizes you and he is graduating from the eighth grade and you need to be at his eighth grade graduation. He goes, well, I wasn't planning on not going. He goes, okay, great. So then we'll see you there. And he does end up going to the eighth grade graduation. He doesn't sit with his family, but all of a sudden Robbie starts making this speech about how love doesn't exist. I don't know how we get on that tangent when you're talking about the eighth grade graduation, but here we freaking are. And then Cal stops him, and he makes this big romantic gesture to Emily, and about how he's loved her even when he's hated her, and he's loved her since he was sixteen, and he bought her an ice cream, and then they, you know, got pregnant, got married so young, but he still loves her, and even though she makes mistakes and he's made mistakes, like it's just he goes, I don't know if it's gonna work out. He goes, but I'm hopeful, and then. Robbie then professes his love again to Jessica. And he ends up graduating the eighth grade and they all come together and it's fine. And Cal gives his blessing to Jacob and Hannah, but he also tells him, he goes, I have bought a firearm. And he, it's, I forgot to tell you that like Ryan Gosling's thing when they were like making over Cal was like he liked to slap him in the face. So in return at the end of this movie, Cal then slaps Ryan Gosling's character in the face, (laughs) and Emma Stone's, I don't know why I keep calling them that, their actual names, Um, Hannah then says, oh, this is going to be fun, and we then cut to another problematic scene with Robbie and Jessica, who is shocked, not me, but he tells her that he loves her again, and she is not upset about it. What does she do, though? She gives him the nude photos. It's problematic, people. And I, I just, mm, makes me so mad. Makes me so mad. And and then we end this movie with a hopeful turn, kind of, with Cal and Emily. They're laughing and they're, they, you make it, they make it seem like they're going to get back together and that everything's going to be fine. And that's how we end this movie is it a hot mess? Absolutely. Do I love this movie? Absolutely. If you take out that Robbie and Jessica, all their scenes, you got a 10 out of 10, in my opinion. And most of the time I skip their parts because they're not relevant to the story, (laughs) except for the nude photos part. Like that's the only thing in that storyline that's relevant because you end it with that big fight. But other than that, I got no qualms with this movie it's a good movie it is a good just simple rom-com that nobody makes anymore and i said that on the 27 dresses episode that they just don't make good movies like this anymore and i want more i need more ryan gosling and emma stone movies that's for sure because the three that are yeah three that they've made together are just not enough and that's that's that on that Mm -hmm. I told you guys this episode was going to be a hot mess, but as always, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We will be back in two weeks with, I guess I'll call it a favorite of mine. I like it. It's just not very well known, or at least I don't think it is. And it's LOL with Miley Cyrus. It is also a hot mess express, but it's fun. So if you guys enjoy this episode, please leave a rating, review, subscribe, whatever you got to do. And let me know how I'm doing and what you would want to hear from me. And also just to remind you, I am thinking about starting a Patreon and a YouTube, putting up um, the audio for all my podcasts, at least up on YouTube. I don't know. And then I'm thinking about doing the Patreon mainly for TV shows, but also for movies as well. And so if you guys have any suggestions on that, please let me know. And until then just go to my tiktok twitter instagram all are at movie theater mom give me a follow and keep up with what's going on and also i do have an email that you can send requests to if you have any or if you just want to send me an email just because and it is movie theater mom at gmail.com i would really appreciate it all of this just as much as i appreciate you guys listening to me ramble on today so until next time see you later